What was the turning point for you when you went, this entire system is just... Corrupt? Yeah. Is when my daughter got sick and I was telling them there's something sinister going on. They restrained me because they thought I'd given my child drugs until the blood test results come back to confirm she had leukemia. And that's why I say, if you're a parent who really cares about your child, don't take them to a hospital setting. I do believe we need our men back. If we can now get a group of 100 young boys that are just born, not vaccinate them, vaccinate the other 100, you'll see the difference in their testosterone. See, if you, your wife got pregnant now and she used me as an obstetrician from day one, I will make sure she goes from day one until she goes to day nine, stress-free. Mm. And that's what you want. I'll make sure everything goes efficiently. And do you know what I actually like? Going back to the ancient days, where I get paid at the end of it. So I've made a yeah. promise. You only get paid if you heal that Yes. Yeah, I so actually I like that concept. So my guest today is Dr. Jahanara Monaf. She's a practitioner of traditional Islamic and Chinese medicine. So she's, she's fully qualified um, in the ways of medicine, but she chooses to practice Islamic and Chinese medicine. She spends um, some part of the year in the UK. She is a British national, but she also spends uh, many parts of the year in Australia as well. She's probably going to be traveling around to other countries as well. Her main remit is to help people that have not had any success using conventional forms of treatment. She's especially good with cancer. She's rescued a number of people from uh you could say facing death with cancer she's been able to help them go back into living normal lives she's dealt with very complicated cases as well and um, the thing that i like about her the most is that she's, she's very brave she's very courageous she's very outspoken against the tyranny of of the present medical system which i really like about her and she's very well versed she understands the reality of things when it comes to the body health medicine and she's not afraid to speak her mind. But at the same time, she is a little bit camera shy. This is probably her first uh, proper camera appearance. She very gracefully agreed to come on and uh, uh, be present and, and share her thoughts when it comes to um, what our approach should be to medicine um, and things. And her view obviously is, is quite alternative, but she's been through a lot. She has seen a lot. She deals with a lot of patients. She's got a lot of care, a lot of sincerity. And um, I think there's a lot to be gained from this episode, but it's it's very different to conventional ideas about uh, medicine, even in the Islamic and Chinese space as well. So enjoy. So what, when did you when did you say you qualified? Two thousand and one. Two thousand. That was in medicine. Okay, and but did you want to go into medicine? Do you want me to be honest? Yeah. I'm just Coming from a subcontinent background, my father was half Indian. So, uh, so naturally, you've got two options, doctor or lawyer. Yeah. That's it. No other ways. <laughs> so there you go. Right. So, but, so at that time, you only did it because that's what your... That's what my father wanted, right. yes. And then when, but when you got into it, were you, were you enjoying it at the time? What did you want to be? I was making the money, but it weren't making me happy. Right. But, what, but like, if you hadn't chosen... If the... I had a choice, do you really want to know? Yeah. I wanted Alex Ferguson's job. Really? Yes. You're into football? I'm well into my football, yes. Oh, wow. And so really I always saw sports. myself taking over Alex Ferguson. Yeah, I know, I know how to kick a ball. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> and then I decided I wanted to be a quick fit mechanic. Really? But naturally, you're a girl child, you can't be a mechanic. Right. Is it a bit more acceptable in Australia, do you think, to yes. be a mechanic? Yeah. yeah. Tradies are a lot more accepted in Australia. Not... Uh... Not the UK. Not the UK. Mm, yeah, I thought so. But then, okay, so you got into medicine. Got into medicine. And then what was the turning point for you when you went, this this, this entire system is just... Corrupt. Yeah. Is when my daughter got sick. Right. So basically, we were going... Obviously, family, I'm not allowed to treat. Okay. Big conflict of interest. Right. So we were going back and forth from the GP. And I was telling him there's something sinister going on. I literally told him she's, she's got a heart murmur. But we, as doctors, we listen to people's heart with a stethoscope. Sometimes the stethoscope is not enough. How did you, you know it action. was a heart murmur? I can actually, I'm very highly sensitive okay. to smells, to taste, to oh, hearing. You? Yeah, can you I see auras happening. of people? I do, yeah. And this is why I'm looking at you. I'm actually reading all your, what your blood cells are doing, what your organs are doing internally. And that's how 
I've always operated. And where did where did that come from? I have no idea. Sometimes I think a father's prayer is actually more powerful <coughs> than a mother's. And I believe it's from my dad. I'm very sensitive to the energies in the room and the energy. I'm very sensitive to who's who's malicious, who's not malicious, who's got yes. an agenda. I'm very sensitive to that. Yes. Very, very. And so I overreact beforehand and everybody's like, why are you, you're, you're, you're just, you're too mousy or you're too sheepish or you're too, no. you're too paranoid. But then that thing comes out six months later and they're like, oh yeah. Let's, let, I want, let's go back to, you, you, you discovered your, your daughter had a murmur. Had a murmur. So I knew something was wrong with her white cells. Right. But the doctor said, no, it's a chest infection. And kept prescribing antibiotics. And you had to, you had to follow that. I had to follow that right. because you can't treat family right. in the UK. Right. So it wasn't until the nursery. So my daughter was going to. And nurse- at this point, were you at this point were you like really were you thinking, I'll trust what the doctor is saying, or were you thinking this is all wrong anyway? This is all wrong anyway. You, so you were already convinced. Yes. Okay. Um, I was already convinced something was wrong. And then the nursery one day said, your daughter's collapsed. You need to come pick her up. And that's why I thought, I'm not going to go to the GP. So I took her to my local A&E. There, they took me seriously. Right. Because I was talking on their level. Right. Um, GPs don't like being told what to do. Right. So they said, we need to do a heart scan. They did the heart scan. They found a murmur. And then they did the blood test. And then they confirmed. First of all, before confirmation come back, Believe it or not, they sent us up to the children's ward in a local hospital and they had to call the police. Why? So the police turned up to arrest me. Why? Because they'd think, they thought I'd given my child drugs because Why I've would, got access to drugs. Why would they think that? I have no idea. So they restrained me until the blood test results come back that to confirm she had leukemia. Oh my God. And I didn't actually feed my kids anything. And then they let me go. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's just, this country is just it messed is. up. And that's why I say, if you're a parent who really cares about your child, don't take them to a hospital setting. The thing is, when you've done that, you've literally handed your son over to yeah. the system. Yeah. He is now theirs. Yeah, yeah. And if you're trying to walk him away with him, they don't let the, you go. they're sending the police after you. Yeah. I had a brother recently who was diagnosed with a brain tumour. Hospital wanted to treat him. He actually ran away from hospital because he said the hospital to kill him. And he was right. Yeah. Because they're administering end-of-life palliative care Mm. Mm. to anybody with tumours. They sent the police after him to arrest him. I, I, my, my wife in with uh, when when my son was born, we were stuck in the hospital for five days. He just wouldn't discharge us, and I couldn't get him out of there because I knew if I if I tried to get my wife and kid out of there, they'll send the police after me. Yes, and I, they just wouldn't give the discharge papers, mm-hmm. and she was suffering and suffering and suffering, and they just wouldn't let her out. And it was the, those five days was like five years. Yes, it was horrible. It is it, horrible. actually it wasn't even five altogether. It was nine days, mm-hmm. and it was honestly it was like nine years in prison. Mm-hmm. It's like spending nine years in prison. I never got over it. It was just horrible. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, just you know, what, where do you go if your son? You, the thing is, we don't. I'm not a doctor. What do you do with yeah. your kid if the kid's ill or something happens? You you panic. Mm-hmm. You think, right? We've got to go. Yes. You do panic in that situation, mm-hmm. and the default is run to the hospital. I know. I know. Is your daughter okay now? She's good. Alhamdulillah. Now, yeah, three years. The hospital was a second home with three kids under 12. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Okay. But to this day, I'm going to tell you, my mum doesn't know. Really? I kept them out of the picture. Because you know when you tell family and they make a big scene, sometimes it makes the sickness worse. So keep it to yourself. Just deal with it. And I'm a one. If I'm, I'm going through something, it's beyond your control. It's beyond my control. So the only person I'll cry to is Allah. Allah, Yeah, Yeah, there's no point telling you. I I think I'm learning that now. I'm not quite there yet. I think I've had a really bad habit of you go into social gatherings and you you complain to other people. Yes. They take your vulnerability and throw it back at you. Yes, they do. Or you try and convince them of something that they're not ready to hear. And I'm learning now. It's just silence is way more powerful. It is. speak to the person that really wants to hear what you're saying or is asking you. Mm-hmm. So the reason the reason why I'm doing all of this is because there are people out there who say we want to hear what you're saying. 
So I will, I'm only speaking to them. But if I go into a social gathering, I'm just keep I'm learning. I'm learning to keep my mouth shut. You have. I'm not to. there just yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning that you know actually it's better for me not to speak because to speak is actually dangerous. It just gets me into trouble. Yes. Yeah. Speak to the person that actually wants to hear you speak, and that's not most people. Yes. Yeah. They're not ready for it. No, people use it against you when they're ready. They use it against you, they judge you, they, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. And even though you're saying it out of care and concern, and if the more caring you are, the more concerning you are, Mm -hmm. the more you want to say those things because it bothers you. Mm -hmm. And that becomes your um, handicap. Mm -hmm. A weird world we live in. Weird world, you say that. Yeah. Weird people. The world is perfect, okay. I believe. That's my That's opinion. That the true. world is perfect. It's the people. Hmm. Everywhere you go, uh, and I've seen this has increased a lot in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I'm low on iron. I'm low on vitamin D. Need more iron. All right, let's get iron supplements. I need more vitamin D. Let's get. This is completely upside down, right? Yes. T- tell me more about these supplements because I know these supplements are. I can't, I can't explain to people mm-hmm. how bad these supplements are. They are bad. They're synthetics made in a lab. Right. We should be naturally getting through our foods. But such be, as? Such as, so if you want iron, something like pure moringa powder. I don't even know what that is. Oh, you don't. It's like a leaf grown in the West Indies and southern parts of America. Right. And it's got vitamin C as well. So okay. iron, this is another thing as doctors we don't tell people. Yeah. Certain vitamins need to be taken at certain times a day. And, to work. and they need certain precursors as well, they right? They do. Yeah. So moringa, not only is it good for your hemoglobin, red blood cells, but it's also got the carrion, which is the vitamin C. Right. And when we um, prescribe iron tablets, really we're supposed to be telling them, take it with a small glass of orange juice, right. uh, lemon juice okay. or lemon water. Okay. But we don't. Hence, people end up with constipation. Mm. Then they come to us for constipation. Yeah. We give them some laxatives. So one thing's covering up the other. And then as for vitamin D, everybody's liver, no one's liver is detoxing as it should be. No one's kidneys function as it should be. And it's liver and kidneys. And we know as doctors full well, though those two organs synthesize the vitamin D in the body. And vitamin D is all soluble. So it should be taken when the sun is at its peak. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So really, if somebody's low on vitamin D, it needs to be fixing the liver and kidney function, First, right? It's yes. not top up on vitamin D, it's fixing no. the liver and kidney yeah. function. A lot of Muslim women get told by the doctors, oh, you're covered up. That's why you're deficient. But I've seen people in Australia who come to me that are literally naked and Full they've got heat. the lowest vitamin Even D. Even though there's a lot of sun in that country Even though well. there's a lot of sun, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah. So how do you explain that? It's because your liver and kidneys... The two synthesizing organs aren't working. And a lot of people, cholesterol is demonized. We need cholesterol as well to synthesize it. And then I'm going to tell you something, which I tell people. If you're going to take the vaccines, do you know the cholesterol actually protects you from maximum damage? If you've got cholesterol in your body. So cholesterol can be a good thing, Cholesterol is a fantastic thing. Mm. It's not demonized. Right. Do you know my wife's labor was 100 hours? Oh, gosh. How'd that happen? How did you let that happen? I didn't know what to do. I did not have a clue what to do. I didn't. I just didn't know how to deal with that situation. I, nobody told me what to do. I didn't have a clue. But I honestly feel like, I genuinely feel like, I, I genuinely feel like the kid wasn't stressed. I think it was... I, okay. Because my son came... i tell you what was really interesting. My son came out. He had a little whimper and then he calmed right down. Oh, you, know, you know something that was really miraculous that happened when my son was born? Yeah. Because uh, my wife was wrecked. Okay. They gave my son to me. I put him into my arms, right? And he was just doing this for an hour. Okay. And he was just smiling and doing this for oh. one hour like this, right? And I'm telling you, I've, I just, I've told people, uh, they, just, they just think I'm cuckoo when I say this. There was, there was electricity between me and my son. Yes. And there was this electric thing that just ran between me yes. and him. And for an hour, I just had this electricity running between... Uh, it was like this like melding experience. Yeah. I feel like he came out unstressed. He only had a little whimper. And then... Um, and what was really remarkable about my son, despite all the stress that was going on around him, um, about an hour later, we put him into the cot thing. Yeah. And um, when I would walk past him, he would smile. And new babies don't smile. No, they don't. And he would smile and he recognized me. Yes. And then um, I've got I've got a video of him. I'll have to show you one day. 
it must have been about two days old or three mm -hmm. days old, maximum two or three days old, maximum. I'm at home because obviously COVID rules, I can't go yes. in. And my wife, she starts talking to my son as if he's 20. She's like, oh, Suleimanem, how are you? And, yeah. and he just looks at her and he speaks to her with his eyes. Yes. It's all captured on video. Yes. So I feel like he's okay. Okay. And every, everybody that saw a picture of him, they're like, oh, your son's so alert. He's so conscious. Yes. He's so alert. And you, if you meet him, you'll see it on him. Yeah. So so he's, he's, at, he's there's been, obviously, since then, he's had some... Yeah. We've had issues, obviously, mm -hmm. but he, he start, I, I feel like the birth, he was actually, I feel like he was actually okay. Okay. I, I feel that way Good. in my heart. Yeah. Good. I feel like he came out fine. That's okay then, as long as you weren't stressed. You know, not about him. I was stressed about my wife. I wasn't stressed about him. Okay. He came out fine. I, I genuinely feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could be wrong. No, no. Yeah. If you feel he was fine, he was fine. And this energy thing, I actually believe, yes. Oh my God. It was, yeah. it was like this, this like... Yes. It was like, shh, it was going into him and then coming yes. back into me and then going into him and then coming back into me. I feel like in the last year it kind of got a bit severed, but now I feel like it's coming back. Back. But I think the base was already there. Do you feel he feels when you're unwell, when you're well, when you're happy, when you're sad? So, so he's really interesting. Me and him get ill at the exact same time every time. Sometimes he will get ill first and then I'll get ill five minutes later or I'll get ill and he'll get ill five minutes okay. later. I do feel like we're very bonded and I, f I do feel like he... I feel like if I'm irritable, he's irritable as well, even yes. if I'm in the other part of the house. Yeah. And if I'm calm in myself, then he's calm. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I've got a lot of stress around me, so I feel like that is obviously affecting him. But I feel like my energy affects him a lot more than everybody else's. So so I feel like he avoids me a lot more because of that, because it's too much for him. Okay. Like, I feel like I grate him a lot more. I feel like I pierce him more. Yes. So I, I have to actually work harder to be calmer around him. Whereas another person could be really toxic, but outwardly fairly calm, and he's, he'll go to them quite happily. Yeah. Because my energy is too disturbing. Yes. Because it's too important, I think. All I can say is get your son treated, look after him, eliminate that trauma from his body. Yeah. And he needs to be a lot closer to you. He is now. Good. Yeah, he is now. Yeah. So I think hopefully, inshallah, we'll be okay. So you're training him to be a real man. Oh, I don't With know. lots of testosterone. <laughs> Good testosterone. I, don't, I just don't think testosterone is appreciated in this day and age. In this world of, you know, I don't know how you feel. Like, it'll be, first of all, you've got people like Andrew Tate who I feel like just take it too far. It's too yes. toxic, right? And then you've got the, the, the simp generation. There's, yes. no, there's no balance in between. I know. I know. And I, 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 don't think, I don't think women really appreciate testosterone. I think they want, they want a guy who uh, is, uh, is not easily phased and he's strong and he provides and everything. Yes. But they don't, they don't want him to be very, they don't want him to be overly sure of himself either. Okay. I, I just think, I just, I think you're a different, you're a, a different. I am. Yeah. I like my husband to take the lead, even though he won't. Yeah. And to me, that's not a man. A man needs to take the lead. I don't think men have learned how to do that. I do believe we need our men back. What, what, okay, let me ask you this question. Mm. What do you, what, when you say a man is supposed to lead, what does that mean to you? Make decisions. Okay, so l let's say, let's say it's mm -hmm. me now. I make a decision. Yes. I say, right, uh, okay, are we talking, are we talking big decisions or small decisions? Both. Okay, so I, I say, I say, right, uh, right, Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, we're going to, we're going to go and do this, two o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to do this, then we're going to eat this dinner, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. And then my wife goes, no, but my mom says we have to do this, and my dad says we have to do that. And, and if I say no, because I've said it, because I'm the husband, mm -hmm. and then, and then there's all this interference, and then at that yes. point, what do you, what do you want your man to do at that point? If it was me, I can only talk myself here, about myself here. Yeah. I'd like, if my husband makes decisions like that, I'm going to be that submissive wife. Okay. But you know, most women are not going to be like this. No, unfortunately not. Because yeah, so then what are the men supposed to do? I know. It's a hard one. Yeah. This is where you need to meet in the middle. I, do, I genuinely feel like, because of what I've seen in industry, yes. men genuinely don't know how to lead. But having said that, even if they knew how to lead to an extent, I do feel like it's a massive uphill battle for them. It is. Because the entirety of society is not wanting them to lead. Because as soon as, as, soon as the man becomes the man... Yes. Society changes overnight. It does. It completely changes overnight. And I also, I genuinely feel, because I have a lot of this in me, not physically, but I have a lot of masculinity in me spiritually. I feel like the more masculine that you are in this day and age, and I'm talking authentic masculinity, yes. I feel like the more resistance you get. I, I've, I've come across more emasculation in the last two or three years than ever. 
right? So I'm not going to mention on camera, but the person that I was telling you about earlier, yes. off the camera, most emasculating person I've ever met in my life. Incredibly emasculating. Incredibly. And to have to fight that, you know, I think I think men experience more pain during emasculation they than anything too. else. They experience a lot of pain in emasculation. Uh, emasculation is more painful for a man than punching him in the face. I agree. Then stepping on his, you know, his privates, I think. Mm -hmm. It's very painful for, and a man will run from that like nobody's business. I have now, I'm now learning how to deal with emasculation. So if somebody tries to emasculate me, I am learning how to deal with that. I've, I've not mastered that. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think in this day and age for the guy, I think that's, that's the ultimate success. If he can learn how not to be bothered by emasculation. Mm -hmm. But I do feel there are a lot of women out there that don't even notice the, the man's being emasculated and they don't even know how to defend their man during that emasculation. Yes. And it's a huge issue. It is. Massive issue. Which is what's making something like Andrew Tate so popular right now because he's speaking to that so-called masculine authenticity even though he's completely in the other direction. Yes. It's too far the other way. It is. It is. But I can see why he's getting all of the... why all the men are running after him because the, the men are feeling such a void. Yes. And do you not think this affects health as well? Of course it does. Do you not think it affects men in their health? It does. How does it manifest? Vaccines. I'm going to go back to vaccines. Okay. Sorry, I know it's a topic a lot no, of people no, don't like confused. to discuss. <laughs> no, vaccines fine. was actually introduced to harm our testosterone, our male society, to demasculize them. Really? If we can now get a group of 100 young boys that are just born not vaccinate them, vaccinate the other 100, you'll see the difference in their testosterone. Really? And I don't know if you've noticed, I take note of everything. My eyes and ears are everywhere. Boys suffer more with things like autism, ADHD, yeah. and they're yeah. drugged up more than girls. Yeah. Because when we vaccinate the boys, it's sitting in your scrotum and your spinal yeah. column waiting yeah. for a host to erupt. Mm. Mm. Whereas girls, it only sits on our spinal. Mm. So that's why there's a bigger percentage of mm. boys that are hooked on medicines mm. than girls. Mm. And boys have learned, lost the ability to read faces, to they read have. emotions. They don't know how to read a room. No, they don't. You know, the thing is, like, I speak to, there's a, I don't know what it is about me, but uh, in a lot of situations, not, not now, but uh, up until maybe a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. but a lot of people, mm -hmm. I'd meet them for the first time. They just start telling me their life story. I don't know why. They just felt like they, need, they, felt like they could open up to me. And every guy that I would meet, and doesn't matter what age, eight years old, 12 years old, 18 years old, 25, 40, 50, 60, men just dealing with issues of self-worth, massive void, don't feel comfortable in themselves, don't feel comfortable in their skin, don't feel enough, feel beaten down, don't just completely broken inside. But on the outside, they've got this mask going. Mm -hmm. They're putting on this, they're putting on this kind of mask of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got it together, but honestly, they haven't. It's your energy. Yeah. You're an empath. You know what? You'd make an amazing doctor. <laughs> Seriously. I've had people say that to me. Those who are broken most yeah. are the ones that go on to making great healers. I went to see when my, um, I, I was, I was treated for, I was told I got parasites in my body. So yes. I was treated for that. And these muscles here, I don't know what you call them. Hip flexors, I think. Yes. They collapsed. Oh. So I was in bed for uh, several months. And uh, obviously did the standard stuff, went to the chiropractor, big mistake. Acupuncturist was good, but not good enough. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went to a few different places. In the end, um, somebody told my wife, well, there's this guy, there's this guy in Harrow, go and see him. Mm -hmm. He's off plan. He had a car accident. He's, he's a yes. miracle worker. Went to see him, walked in and uh, he was going to treat me first, lay on the table. Mm -hmm. And he goes, he goes to me, he goes, you're a healer, aren't you? I said, no. I said, yeah, you're a healer. I said no, I'm not. He goes, yes, you are. I said, I'm not. He goes, uh, he goes, you need to learn to protect yourself. Yes. So what are you talking about? He goes, he goes, because you've been helping other people. Yes. He goes, it's destroyed your energy. He goes, that's why your back's broken. Yes. And deep down, I knew what he was saying. I didn't want to. I didn't want to admit it. Mm. And anyway, so he starts treating me. But as he's treating me, he starts punishing me. He starts really hurting me. He starts making fun of me and all this. No, I, I just couldn't understand what was going on. I realized afterwards he didn't he didn't like the healing energy that was in me. It actually bothered him. And uh, anyway, I got back and I started to understand that I'd been giving so much of my energy to other people. That's why I'd broken my back. And then from there, I kind of started recovering all of those things. And I, I, I do actually even my shaker said to me, "Goes you're you're very caring. You're very capable." Yes. I've got people around me that are very toxic, 
that's that even the even that they will not say one nice thing to me yeah one thing that they will say is you're a very good host you know how to be a good host you know how to take care of people but i'm like yeah but i can't rise to the challenge i want to but i can't the thing that i want in me the most is to be able to take care of people but if i try and take care of somebody mm-hmm. i get backlash i get the complete opposite reaction to what i actually mm-hmm. wanted to do for them so i'm like all right i give up <laughs> I'll just don't give up i take care of myself mm-hmm Inshallah, when I, when I get better then. When you help me get better then. Okay. Inshallah, yeah. Just stop feeding your brain with negative thoughts. Yes. Positive thoughts. Inshallah. Imagine yourself better already. All right. How do you do that though? How do you like just go, I'm better now? It's not easy. Yeah. But I've got to the point where my brain believes diseases don't exist. Hmm. No, regardless, one girl, she called up, she had a contagious eye disease, she was told. She wanted to cancel her appointment. I said, no, I don't believe in contagions. I made sure she turned up and I made sure I gave a hug. I made sure we had Mm, eye-to-eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. People do say to me, my wife says to me, uh, my wife once, she was really ill. This is pre-pandemic and everything. I think she had a bit of a backache. She was feeling cold and everything. I was... She goes, just, can you just touch me? And just yeah. touched her. Yes. And she healed. It's the warmth from your hand. Yeah. And it's your energy. Yeah, You've got good healed. energy. Yeah, but then I, I don't feel like I can radiate it at the moment. And I need yeah. somebody to do it to me. <laughs> your hands are quite pale at the moment. That's why. Yeah. We need to warm you up a little bit as well. Your palms. I don't feel cold. Okay. Yeah. I feel hot. Yeah. feels like there's no blood flow. No, no, there isn't. No. Yeah. And I'm looking at the lines in your hands as well. Yeah. So you would actually make it an amazing healer. You've got well, loads of person, good energy there. You're the first person to say that to me. Really? I, fe- I felt it in myself, but you're the yeah. first person to say it. I have felt that in myself, yeah. Do you feel you need anchoring? Yeah. You do, yeah. No, I feel I feel like I need, like, releasing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I need to just... Yeah. I feel like I just need to relax. I can't. I can't really just... I just need to just calm down like did the acupuncturist ever do in between and how did it make you feel afterwards so here's uh, so um the first acupuncturist the main acupuncturist Mm -hmm. that I had what he did was he got a needle and he stuck it in there yes and then he and then he he pressed he pressed the needle down he like pressed it down yes and that night I had a very metallic feeling in my lungs I felt like I had a heartbreak all over again. Okay. So there was this emotional feeling of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I had that. It was very painful. Like a pain, like an emotionally painful. Yeah. I had that. And then I had a lot of stress in my dreams. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I was very joyous. Okay. And then I remember, so so here's something about me. Like I was, to give one anecdote, I was very cynical of like, Mar- I don't know if you've yeah. watched Marvel movies. I was very cynical of Marvel movies, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't understand what the fuss is about. It's just, the, it's not yeah. entertainment. They're not, it's not art, all this kind of stuff. And I remember moving up to Nottingham and I was re-watching a Marvel movie, um, Infinity War, and I absolutely loved it. I just, okay. I just, I was like, oh, I finally understand the joy that everybody else experiences. Yes. And I just, I just went crazy for them. Okay. And everything, I was seeing, I was feeling joy in everything. Good. I don't feel joy in everything at the moment. Nothing mm-hmm. really, I don't, nothing really satisfies me. Okay. Yeah. That's a shame. I know. <laughs> did you tell the acupuncturist what you were feeling? Yeah. And did he continue with that? Oh, no, because he's in London. I moved. Okay. And then the acupuncturist over here, she did it once. Yes. And it had that effect for about five days. And then I went back to square one again. Okay. They weren't Muslim acupuncturists, were they? The first one was, yes. Okay. Yeah. Did he tell you to recite Suratul Taha? Or did he recite, no? Okay. He'll, he'll do what I ask him to yeah. do, but I didn't know what to tell him. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I might have been running a surah in the background. I might have been running Surah Rahman at the same time. Okay. I can't remember if I was. I think I was. Yeah. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. Okay. Is that your favorite surah for healing, Surah Taha? No, Surah Rahman is my favorite, with, along with Surah Al-Waqiyah. Surah Al-Waqiyah is my favorite surah of oh, all time. Yes. That's been life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My experience with Surah Al-Waqiyah was... If you've got holes, like the way I describe it, is if you've got holes in your spirit, it patches all those holes up. Yes. And it opens your eyes up. So that's how you notice the corruption in the world. Yes. And that's how you learn to recognize people. Yes. It doesn't necessarily help you with poverty, but it helps no. you understand what you're going through. It does. Surah Waka is the bee's knees for that. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. And then depending on what the person's going through, because your body talks to me. Yeah. And that's why I prefer to people see people in the flesh. 
And if you, if I'd done your chest, I would have said, I would have known you were suppressing certain things. Okay. I'd have either recited Suratul Taha, okay. or I'd have said, go home, recite Suratul Taha, the uh, dua of Prophet Musa, alayhi salam. Okay. Um, depending okay, what I I'm doing. Do yeah. I can do that. But what was the, what is the one thing that you would say to me, the one thing that you think right now would completely change my life? Suratul Taha. Okay. And above Suratul anything, Muhammad. above herbs, above plant yeah, medicine, above those acupuncture. Those two. Suratul Taha and Surah Waqiyah. Uh, Surah Taha and Surah Muhammad. I think that's one. Yeah, Muhammad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Those two. So Taha can start tonight. Yeah. It's not that long, I don't think. No, it's not long at all. Okay. It's not long at all. Okay. But yeah. Do you know what? Salah alone cures everything. I know, but you know, okay. Can I can I level with you? you yeah. Know, I've done all of those things, right? Yeah. I've done the salahs, I've done the qiyam, yes. I've done the, the fasts, I've done the ask this person to make dua for you in hajj, yes. ask this person to make dua for you in umrah, yeah. uh, take zamzam. Although I know somebody who's got an amazing zamzam healing story. Okay. And when I was in my 20s, zamzam did, was very powerful for me. Yes. But I feel like they've done something to it. Okay. I feel like they've diluted zamzam because I was drinking loads of it and I just, I'm telling you, it turned into a beast. I'm sorry, I don't trust the Saudis. The, yeah. That's another story. That's what I'm that saying. One. I think they've done something to the zamzam. As soon as I speak about MBS or Saudi, I get banned. <laughs> it's classified as hate speech. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, yes. So, yeah, and I've done the spring. So, everything that you can think of that is the sunnah, that is the stuff. That yes. I've done all of those things and I haven't healed. Okay. So, and it's not that I've gone, okay, well, I'm not going to pray anymore or anything like that. But no. what I'm saying is something else is missing. I've done Surah Rahman. I've done yes. Surah Waqiyah definitely changed me as a person, definitely. Yes. But it didn't heal me. Okay. It definitely, everything that I've achieved in terms of my book. Mm -hmm. My uh, macroeconomic sense, yes. all of that. So that's all Surah Waqiyah. Yeah. Uh, but it hasn't healed me. Mm -hmm. um, and Surah Rahman, I definitely healed my back. Okay. And definitely Good. gave me strength. Mm -hmm. But it didn't, it hasn't healed kind of like my kidney and liver issues. Yes. But you think Surah Taha could do that? Taha, yes. Okay, I'll try it. Give it a go. So what, what do you say to somebody who's done all these things, who's done the prayers, who's done everything and it still hasn't healed them? What do you say to that person? Then come and see me. Come and see me. Yeah. What do you say? What do you say to somebody who feels like they're being punished, or they feel like they maybe they're being tested? You're not being punished or tested. No. This is going to be the making of you. You reckon? Yes. There's blessings at the end. Just look for the blessings in your hardship. I literally cry when I'm not under hardship. You know that. Really? Yes. Yeah, but you're, you seem like a very strong person. You seem very, very strong. It took a long time to get here. But if, I, if I'm not suffering hardship, I literally cry. What am I doing wrong that you're not sending hardship my way? You know, there was this thing. There was a sister. She, she shared this as well. She said she, she went to, I think she went to Syria. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were having this conversation. There was a mother that was there. She was having the conversation. And the mother said, she said, don't feel, I don't feel sorry for us. She almost kind of lambasted. Yes. Said, don't feel sorry for us. She said, you know what? At least we know how we're being tested. At least we know what our hardship yes. is. You didn't even know what your hardship is. You didn't even know what you're being tested with. Yes. That's worse for you. You should feel sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. But with me, I know I know what my I know what I'm being tested with. I know what my hardship is. Yes. But I see people all around me and I I, I think to myself, you don't even know what you're being tested with. No. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's worse for you. It is. It is. So what do you do in that situation? You just be patient. Be patient. And turn it around. Patience, patience, patience. Well, you're the first person that has, that has understood me at this level and mm. actually given me something that's yeah. inspired me. Mm -hmm. Given me a little bit of hope. Mm -hmm. Probably because I will understand you. I don't know exactly what you're going through, but to a certain extent, I will get you because yeah. I've been through a lot of traumas. Mm. And it takes one to know one. Yeah. Surat al-Rahman, one of the reasons I love that because it talks about crystals. And does it? Because I know all about crystals. Good. Yeah. I had a ring made. Yes. From America. Mm -hmm. It was, because uh, the, uh, the, the metal was too expensive. So I think it was tungsten maybe. Yes. And um, inside the ring yes. was a carnelian stone. Why aren't you wearing it? touches my finger. And it's like this. You know when I wear it? I get, yeah. I get overly bold when I wear ah, it. Ah, okay. And people get intimidated. So I stop wearing it. 
I do get very bold. You're not a prisoner to other people. I know. I just, I just, I'm just, everyone, you don't know how many people get upset by me. And I'm, try, I'm not trying to upset people. People get tr so triggered by me. They get so upset by me. Yes. Plus also, because my state is quite low at the moment, I do depress other people. So I'm trying yes. not, so that's probably a part of it as well. Okay. I irritate people probably. What color crystal are you most drawn to? Pink. Oh, pink. Oh. Okay. Ah. Oh. Pink. Uh, it's the uh, pink, it's the pink, um. Rose quartz. Rose quartz. Okay. Yeah. I know all about the crystals. Yes. What do you, because you're a doctor and you're a bit more qualified on this. Can you tell the Ummah, please, there's nothing wrong with crystals. There it's is. It's not all this black magic nonsense. No, it's not. Surat al-Rahman talks about, I can't remember which I, off the top of my mind. Yeah. But crystals and pearls. Yeah. Funny enough, before I left for Australia, my mum bought me a set of pearls from Tiffany's. Mm. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say it anymore. And I thought, why, mum? I'm not an old lady. Mm -hmm. What would I do with the pearls? And funny enough, when I went over to Australia, when the Chinese elder says, you need to protect your energy, you need to wear pearls. Mm. So my pearls came in handy. Started wearing them. People are so judgmental. Mm. You're sh worshipping pearls and yeah. crystals other than Allah. Yeah. And then you have to point them to the right direction. Even when you point eyes from the Quran, it's like they still don't want to believe. Yeah. yeah. They want yeah. to believe what I've they want to issue. believe. I've had this issue. I've had a lot of trauma healing with crystals. Really? And um, that guy I was telling you about who's, mm -hmm. who fixed my back, he said, put your hand... He had a whole yes. lot of crystals. And you know what was really funny about that incident? My wife went and told people at work to say, oh, he said this to my husband and he got him to look at the crystals and put his hand over the crystals and get to take some crystals. They're, they all said he didn't do that with any of us. He only did that with me. Yes. So for some reason, he singled me out. Yes. So he saw something in me that he didn't see in anybody because else. Because you're a healer. Yeah, but I don't know what that means. I don't know what you're that healer. means. What does that even mean? You've got the, actually got the ability to heal people. Um, but I can't even heal myself. You can. Okay. You can. You just need to believe it. Okay. A lot of people will say to me, they've tried acupuncture, they've tried this, they've tried that. Hold on, but you haven't tried me. Give me a try. Okay. And then what's the difference? Because we're natural healers. Right. Because we go through a lot of things other people do not have the mental capacity to go through. They would literally die if they were yeah, to go Yeah, they would. It. Yeah, they would end up in a... What I've been through, people would end up in a, in rehab. Yes. They would end up... They would jump off a cliff. Yes. Everything that I've been through. You know, guys, for example. Yeah. They go bankrupt once. Yes. They will, come, they will turn to alcohol. They will turn to... Yes. Know, I see guys, men that are 30 and 40 years old, right? Yeah. Their issues compared to mine are so basic... Brother, I got stress. I'm taking weed because I got stress, brother. You know, I got so much stress that I've turned to the drink, brother. All this. And I'm like, what you're, what you're dealing with is so basic. Basic. It's yes. so basic. How hollow do you have to be? Mm -hmm. You know? And you just think, men are so hollow these days. Yes. So hollow. See, what you've gone through, an average man would have been sectioned. Yeah. Because of it yeah. would have mentally yeah. destroyed him. Yeah, 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 I know. So you're actually blessed, Allahumma barik. <laughs> I just need you to believe that. <laughs> no, I, I think deep down I do. I'm yeah. just, it's just the struggle is so hard at the moment. So your needling would actually be more effective than the average acupuncturist out there. Yeah, but I have a lot of bitterness in me as well. Sometimes I'm like really angry at people. If I put the needle in them and with all that bitterness, I might put all bitterness. No, in I think when you deal with the patient, it'll go. Okay. Some days I am really angry with the medical system, yeah. what they've done to a patient. Yeah. Like one woman says she's been around 23 IVFs. I'm like, this is suicide. That gets me so angry. But when she's with me, yeah, it completely changed. Okay. Yeah. Because you kind of feel you come alive. And yes. Stuff. So this guy, um, he goes to me, he goes, put your hand over. He had all these crystals in his room. He never asked anybody else to do it because mm -hmm. we had to ask his other patients. Yes. He said, no, we, we never had that conversation with him. He only asked me to do it. He goes, hover your hands over the crystals, right? I hovered my hands over. He goes, whatever you're drawn to, pick the crystal up. So I picked the crystals up. I took them home and I put them next to my bedside table. Yes. And I had them. Uh, so that was uh, about a year and a half mm -hmm. before we moved to Nottingham. And I would just, every morning I'd just spring out of, bread, uh, out of bed every yes. morning. When I moved here to Nottingham, because my son was born and he just eats everything. Yes. I had to get rid of the crystals. And I find now, I find it a lot harder to get out of bed. Okay. When I had those crystals next to mm -hmm. me, now what I've got is, um, I've got some red coral. Yes. I've got that under my pillow. And I've noticed I've had some confidence come back from the mm -hmm. red coral. 
But, I, but you know, it was really hard to get hold of it. Can I just touch on something? Obviously, I can only advise. Yeah. What you do is yeah. up to you. Yeah. So how your wife spoke to other people about yeah. what the healer did with you. I always say to people, when you come to me, please don't discuss our healing sessions with other people. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. not everyone has good intentions yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. that creates like a jealousy. Yeah. Hold on. They, he did it on him, but not me. Well, What's going in, on? In that particular instance, they were just they were just like, that's just yeah. weird. So yeah. we were okay. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Especially, um, you know, a lot of people come in with evil eyes, yeah. head, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know who's done what. Yeah. And well, don't you think Sahira is a bit over-prescribed though? It is. Yeah. It is. And I think um, Rakis and hijama practitioners play on that. Yeah. Everything, oh, you've got Sahir. Yeah. Yeah, it's over-prescribed, It is, it, it yeah. is. Sometimes we unintentionally give ourselves the evil eye. Okay. And we've done it to ourselves. Yeah. Or we've unintentionally given it to other people. Hmm. So if I see something beautiful in here, I'm going to say, MashaAllah, but Allahumma barik as well. Yeah. May Allah bless you. Saying MashaAllah alone, hmm. it's like I've given you the eye. Yeah, yeah. So when I say to people, if you're going to use Arabic words, use it properly. Okay, all right, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of that going around, isn't there? There but, is. But it's not, I think that people over, overdo they that. They do. Yeah. They do. It's overdone. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more and more co- from your body. Sorry, I'm That's feeding okay. off the energy of it's your body. Fine. You've actually got the ability to heal yourself. You're in your own way. I know. Oh, move that out I your know. way. That I know. I know I'm in my yeah. own way, but I don't, I don't know how to move out of my own way. I have no clue how to do that. I think you do. I honestly don't. You just need a couple of... Good slap. sessions with me. Yes. See some slap. Yes. See, my yeah. shakes shake said the yeah. exact same thing to me. So I'm tied to a tree yeah. and I'll whack you with a stick and you'll fix yourself. Yeah. Are you saying the same thing to me? Yes, now? seriously. Oh that's all God. you need. Uh, okay, you can do it right now if you want. Seriously, you can because. Beat me up right now if you want. You started off with a weak constitution. That strong constitution's coming through, right. which confirms to me you're in your own way. You just need that. I don't know how to do it. Honestly, I don't. I you don't do. Know to, I don't know how to get out of my own way. I honestly don't. I have no you clue do. how to do it. Well, maybe this is why you need to come into the healing game then. Through healing other people, you heal others. We could talk about setting this hospital up. Yes. If you're saying, you're saying that you could run a hospital with just a small office to start with. Just a small office to start off with. Yeah. A uh, couple of beds. And you have you have the uh, the necessary licensing that you need to run that. Hospital. I have yes. Right. So you have all the everything that you need in terms of the legalities and everything. All that's yes, in place. I do. I right. do. Obviously, the premises I wish to run it from. Obviously, I have to get insurance for that. Okay. Place. And the premises? Do they have to be? Can it be any? Can it could like? Can it be any business center, for example? It can be a business center. So um, we could set you up in here. Yeah, this could be perfect, but I'd need to change the flooring yeah. to vinyl or wood flooring yeah. to meet the yeah. medical standards. You probably need to be on the bottom floor. Yeah, yeah. ideally because yeah. of disability but then access. This could be done. It can be done. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice ground. It got is. Cows roaming outside. Got and trees. that's what we need for yeah, healing. You need somebody to feel calm. Yes. You go into a hospital, it's just all industrial. It is. Yeah. It is. Feel like you're going to the morgue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think people would be prepared to pay for that kind of care. Do you amount. think? I don't know. You'd have to tell me. I feel like they probably, if, if you tell them it's private and they have to go private, I think they would be prepared to do that. Because at the moment, I've got in the back of my mind, I need it self funded. I was prepared to pay if 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 I w- if I had been given a guarantee yes that we will do the birth naturally we'll do everything naturally we won't pump your kid with drugs and everything yes. if people said that to me I would have been prepared to pay 2 to 3k for the birth of my kid see if you your wife got pregnant now and she used me as an obstetrician from day 1 I will make sure she goes from day 1 until she goes to day 9 stress free and that's what you want. I'll make sure everything goes efficiently. Yeah, but then I th- I think, because we paid for a doula, I think people would be prepared to pay for that. And do you know what I actually like? Going back to the ancient days, where I get paid at the end of it. So I've made a yeah. promise. You only get paid if you heal that yes. person. Yes. Yeah, so I actually I like that concept. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think people would have an issue with that. I think people would be prepared to pay for that. I, do, I, think, I think you could put a little bit of money in, yeah. set the thing up, and then I think it would just start earning revenue. Yeah. I think so. Okay. I think so. I, you'd have to try it. I'm happy to help you. And then where would I set up? Because nobody wants to travel. I can't travel. No, I know. You're an exception. But I would be, I'd be happy to work on it. So I, I've got this studio for, um, I don't know how long I'm going to have this place. Maybe another three months, maybe another mm-hmm. six months. After that, I'm free. 
Okay. So I could, and I love working on health stuff. I'm not treating women though. Yes. It would be a bit weird for a brother to be looking at women. Women, but I'll yeah. treat the men. Yeah. You just teach me what to do. I can stick needles in them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've done, I've done acupuncture on myself. Yes. I've done wild things to yeah. myself. I've done mocks on myself. So I got, I got some tissue. I yeah. set it on fire. I stuck it on my navel. Really? I got a glass cup. I did it all by myself. Yes. I got the mocks on there. I stuck the glass on there. Yeah. And um, I did the... Now, did before, all on my own. before you did all that, did you make an intention of healing? Yes. You did. You did all that. We'll do the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I always used to do that stuff. I would do two nuffle beforehand. Yes. Or do we do? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've always taken. You know, um, when I cook, I don't I, here where I'm living at the moment. I don't cook, but when I cook, I do wudu and I uh, say bismillah before I cook the food. Yes. And I've every single time I notice it, it has some sort of effect. Yes. Every time. It does, yeah. and that's the other thing why I want a hospital because. I want healing foods because I cook as well. Dad was a chef and naturally yeah. it's been passed on to me. Um, but more bland foods, healing foods. So yeah. while they're there, I'm giving them proper cooked food mm. and not stale foods. Yeah. Can I tell you a story? I, I went to, I can't, I can't give you the details of the story. That's but okay. I, I'll, get, I'll tell you the basic story. I went to a restaurant once with a, a friend of mine who happens to be a lawyer. We went there. We went into the, um, we went into the restaurant and the lawyer happened to know the chef. So oh. they, just, they gave each other a nod, they just like this quick nod, right? And um, uh, and I said, "Oh, do you know him?" He said, "Yeah." And he started telling me about. The, he said, "Oh, yeah, this this um, chef uh, had to go, go to court. He, he's had some. He obviously didn't tell me the details of the case, but I, st I understood what the case was about. Mm -hmm. And that chef was a really dodgy character. We're talking like sordid levels, okay. right? just put me off my food and I really felt like if he's touched this food is that spiritual energy going into me it does go into you yes if you want to set up a clinic here in Nottingham I'll, I'll be your biggest supporter I'll set it up wherever people will go I don't care where it is it's not a problem I can get you the if if we can create a revenue plan yes that we can say that if we were to do this this and this this would bring back this much revenue yeah if we think we can run it on about 30k a year, yeah. I can probably get you the investment. You, I'll let you work out the finance. If you think we can do no, it, I'm to, all I need for to, it. I need to sit yeah. down and work these things out yeah. after this conversation. Yeah. But I need to sit down and work out the numbers. Mm -hmm. If we think we can make the numbers work, yeah. we could set up a clinic here in this yeah. building. Mm -hmm. it's, you've got amazing settings yeah, this for is it. Yeah, a beautiful setup. This is healing. Yeah. You, you know, I just sit there in the window and just really? look at the cows and it's just like, oh, bless. Do you know, if you know any autistic kids, I don't like labels, sorry, autistic kids, stick them in that farm with the cows and you'll see their autism will run away. Let's say, let's say you set this hospital up. Yes. What would you do differently to how hospitals are being run at the moment? Clean water is important. And would you use that tie water machine for that? I would definitely use, you have to, really next time I'll bring, though, they, they are expensive, but they're well worth the investment. So how much are they, about 3K? about three uh, you're in nottingham so your water is a lot better than yeah. down south yeah, yeah, yeah. so you'd probably get the hybrid version which is um a little bit more which costs about four thousand pounds so i would actually invest in one of those the hydrogen i don't know how much you know about the chemistry table hydrogen is the smallest atomic chemical on the table and it's always looking to escape right and it penetrates the cells immediately okay. um so clean water and clean food, fresh cooked food, just off the cooker. Okay. So things like, I don't know if you've heard of congee, very bland food, and then you put the toppings according to the person's constitution. Right. So that's so, one thing. So you would give them, so in terms of the hospital that you're running, it would be clean water, it'd be clean food, a nice environment. So yes. it's in a field where there's cows roaming and all that kind of yes. thing. So a natural healing environment. Yes. What would your conduct be like different to a normal doctor? More caring, mm. bedside manner. Mm. There isn't any in hospitals, is there? And you're not just another number. You're an individual. I'm treating the whole of you. But how, how many people can you give that kind of care, though? Isn't that draining on you? No, I actually love it. There was one time in Australia, I was working from six in the morning till 11 o'clock at and night. And it was like thriving. a revolving door, thriving. thriving yeah. Yes. It's because it energizes you. It is. I feel like it would energize me. Yes, it will. Um, and I actually miss that here. I find people are not really into Islamic and Chinese medicine. Whereas there, like back in February, I went for a couple of weeks. Straight as the booking went out, that was it. It was fully booked. Right. So they want it. They're hungry for what I do. 
Okay. Here, so I've not had the same. Do you not feel like same. you should set the practices up in Australia if they're hungry for Something it? Something is actually being set up. Okay. So there's a sister, a Dutch revert sister. She's actually setting up a centre. But I'm a little bit sad because she's only setting up for the women. Right. I don't want to exclude our men because men need help as well. And I'm trying to get more men through the door. I'll help you. I'll put my hand up. I'll yeah. help you. It's something that I want to do. And believe it or not, it's easier to deal with men issue because it's all external. Yeah. Whereas female, everything's internal, internal yeah. more complicated. Okay. So we want more men through the door. Uh, we've got clean water. We've got clean food. Uh, more bedside manner. You're saying you you wouldn't feel stretched by that because no, it would energize you. I feel like it would energize me yes. as well. Okay, so we got that. I'd like plants. Plants. I know plants. hospitals forbid it. Um, look, I'm saying that I'll say to you, if you want to set up a place here in this yeah. building, yeah, right, I'll mm -hmm. support you. I don't have the funds myself. I'll inshallah yeah. find them for you. You need to work with me. You need to sit down and work yes. the numbers out and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Give me some. Give me some of your mm -hmm. time. Let's work those numbers out. And then I can speak to a few people and potentially we can get you investment. We can trial it for, say, six months. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. I'm happy how, to travel. Yeah. Let's do yeah. that. I'll yeah. be here. I'll be here to support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll, I'll do the healing thing. And I can find other people to come. You know what? You're the first person that said that. I'm happy to help you. Yeah, I'll do. I'll enjoy it. I'll mm. enjoy it. Honestly, I want, I, I'm just fed up of seeing people ill. I want to help them heal because I, I know what that because it takes over your life when you're not well. Yes. It takes over your entire And you know life. what? God will bring you people who are suffering similar to yeah. you. You're going to see a reflection in them. Yeah. And by and you, you healing them, now. they're actually going to end up healing you. Mm. So I say to people, a lot of people actually come to heal me, not the other way around. Right. I've heard this many times yes. before. Yeah. I have heard this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's mm. do it. I'm, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Inshallah. All right, look, let, let's have a conversation outside of this in okay. terms of the details. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, th I think we can potentially do this. Let, I'll, uh, after, once these cameras go off, let yes. me tell you some of the details of what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And then you'll understand and then you'll see that it potentially can yeah. be done. Mm -hmm. It can be done. Yes. Yeah. I know it's been done in Australia, but I'd like to give back to the community that raised me, which is England. Mm. Charity begins at home. Yeah, inshallah. Mm. And how can we find you? If someone, if someone wants to come to you, if they're dealing with a really difficult medical issue, where can they come and find you? Okay, log online and make a book in at www.drticm.com. This is just a leaflet about the things <coughs> I do, acupuncture and the benefits, musculoskeletal, hormones, sleep disorders, cancers, palliative, absolutely everything under the sun. If you have any questions about the content or the subject matter, the things that I've discussed in this video, then please sign up to my Discord. The link is in the description below. It's a small app that you can use, very similar to how chat groups used to work before. You can be anywhere in the world and sign up for it. All you have to do is, is sign up via Patreon, which will then give you access to the Discord app. It is a like-minded community of other people that are talking about the same things but we can just speak openly to each other. You might have some questions of your own or you might have some insight of your own. Come and talk to me, come and talk to others. We can share ideas with each other and we, and we can grow as a community.